Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. I am here with the one, the only, it's Bob Berg. Bob, you're the author of The Go-Giver and all of the other Go-Giver books. Uh, my personal favorites, Go-Givers Sell More, just because I have has a lot to do with the work that I do. But Bob, it is an honor to have you. Uh, I, I'm going to keep from fanboying too much here because I, I just really, really appreciate your work. Your work is just so badly needed, uh, in a world where, you know, it can be so easy to focus on the wrong thing. So Bob, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for that kind welcome. Wow. I'm honored. What are the basic tenets of a go-giver philosophy, uh, whether that's, you know, in sales, as an influencer, uh, in, in business in general, or in life, or, you know, someone, again, who's um, not in business for themselves, but yet wants to extol that go-giver philosophy in all they do? Yeah, the you know, the basic premise, Josh, is simply this. It's that shifting your focus, and this is really where it where it begins, uh, shifting your focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others, understanding that doing so is not only a more uh, fulfilling way of conducting business and living life, it's also the most profitable way as well. And, and not for, you know, any kind of way out there, woo-woo, magical, mystical type of reasons. Not, not at all. It's actually very rational. It makes very logical sense. When you're that person who can take your focus off of yourself and place it on serving others, on discovering what they need, what they want, what they desire, when you can be focused on helping them solve their challenges and problems, when you can be focused not on yourself, but on helping them to, to move closer to happiness, whatever that means to them, people feel good about you. People want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. They want to be in relationship with you. They, they want to be part of your life. They want to do business with you when that's appropriate. They certainly want to tell others about you. They want to be your personal walking ambassador. So, so in all the, the, you know, the, the books that John and I have co-authored, John David Mann, my excellent co-author that we've, that we've worked on together, that's always the basic premise. And, um, you know, I think if we think about it from being in the other position, we know what it feels like to be seen as a piece of meat or, you know, where we're engaging with someone and we can tell that it's all about them. And I would right. argue, having studied and led on consumer behavior for the past 15 years, um, you know, people have been exposed to being bombarded with advertising so much that you've created a hyper-resistant population that sure. is on guard, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to being sold at, you know, whether it's someone sliding into our DMs with some artificial come on or cold email or just walking up to us. And, you know, it, we feel it. And and again, I think, uh, you know, in the consumer's brains, our, our, our antenna are just 
finely tuned now. And, and I don't think that you can get away with a, um, you know, kind of more of a smarmy, what do I got to do to get you into this baby <laughs> kind of attitude, especially if I'm thinking about the sales component of, of leveraging more of a go-giver philosophy. Well, you know, one of the things I say when I, whenever I speak at sales conferences, one of the first things I'll say is nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota to meet. Okay. They're not going to buy from you because you need the money. Uh, they're not even going to buy from you because you're a really nice person. They're going to buy from you because they believe that they will be better off by doing so than by not doing so. And that's fine. At first, it's the only reason why anyone should buy from you or from me or from anyone else. But it's also great news for that entrepreneur or that sales professional who really can place their focus on serving, on bringing immense value to that other person. This is why John and I say that money is simply an echo of value, right? It's the thunder, if you will, to values lightning, which means nothing more than that the value must be the focus, the value you're providing another person. The, the money you receive is simply a natural result of the value you've provided. But you know, you brought up a great point earlier that it's not just in sales. It can be in any, first of all, leadership. Nobody's going to follow you because you want them to, but because you're able to tie into their needs, wants, desires, values, goals, uh, or in a personal relationship. Are you... Are, are you thinking more about yourself or are you thinking more about how you can bring value to that other person in the relationship, whether it's personal, social, what, whatever it happens to be? So so really, the universal laws uh, apply across the board, whether we're talking about success in terms of financial, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, social, relational, what have you. You know, one thing that uh, I think comes up for a lot of folks uh, that, that we end up working with a lot of coaches, consultants, uh, B2B service providers, agency owners, and obviously this is a very person-to-person, human-to-human um, sales conversation that the, ultimately they're going to have. They're just, sure. you're not going to be able to automate particularly that end part of the um, that sales journey or that journey, the customer journey for their potential customer. Um, but one thing that I think comes up quite a bit is people say, okay, cool, Bob, I'm on board. Uh, we, we will be more valuable. I mean, I always contend that, you know, I would much rather invest in a new high-level relationship or a relationship with someone that could be a great partner or a great client. I'll give, I'll give all the assets into that relationship very generously rather than just throwing it off to Menlo Park for more ads. Uh, the ads have their place, but um, I sometimes feel that folks are a little confused on what they should be leading with. What is the thing that they can give away that truly is valuable at that stage in the relationship with potential partners, customers, uh, et cetera? Um, and, and I see a lot of people throwing out white papers or webinars. And I'm like, I don't think that's what they want. And, and I think folks really struggle with what to give. So, so the definitive answer is it depends, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because it depends who this person is, you know, what their values are, what they're looking to accomplish. Okay. It might be when you start a relationship with someone, what you're really giving them is attention. You're just, you're, you're asking them questions about themselves, right? You're finding out about them on a, a very personal uh, level. You're finding about, out about their family. You're finding out about their recreation. You're finding out about what, what charity or, or 
causes they believe in. Um, you know, you ask them questions about, you know, I always say when you first meet someone to, you know, and, and is to focus on that. You know, I, I when I first got into sales, I, I was doing a lot of work on the telephone. Okay. A lot of prospecting on the telephone, building relationships, sales, the whole thing. And, I, and, and here's something, Josh, that I learned right away very quickly. Nobody ever hung up the phone on me while they were talking. It was really an amazing thing, right? If I'm talking about my products and my services and about me and that they went off, if they're talking, they're engaged, right? It's that old, you know, question, have you ever been in a conversation with someone who let you do practically all the talking? If so, didn't you come away saying to yourself, <laughs> wow, what a fascinating conversationalist that person is? Well, you know, it's the same when we first meet someone, find out about them. Ask them questions about themselves. Some of my, a couple of my favorites are simply asking this person, how did you get started in the so-and-so business, right? I, you know, this is a question that people love to answer because nobody asked them that question. Nobody asked them to tell them the movie, you know, their story, right? And, you know, their own family has probably never asked them that question. And yet here, a person we've just met and we're rather than focusing on ourselves and trying to sell them our product or service right away or giving away that free wipe or whatever. We're just finding out about them. We're asking them to tell us their story. It's asking a person, what do you enjoy most about your work? You know, what brings you the most satisfaction about your work that, you know, that this flies in the face of, of so much traditional sales teaching where we're supposed to reach into their heart and just tear it out. Right. As soon as we, so we can come to the rescue, right. You know, uh, or I love asking a person a question. And again, it always depends what, what field the person's in, but it could be, how can I know if someone I'm speaking with would be a good prospective client for you? Okay. Uh, so uh, in other words, this person knows your focus is on them. You're looking for ways to find value for them. Now, it could be there, but there could also, there's also a time and place for those, that content that you've put out and, and, and the different ways you do it. You know, there's all sorts of ways. So there's not just one way of adding value to another person as you're building that relationship, but it will always come down to, and I've been saying this for 30 years, uh, it, you know, it was in my first book, Endless Referrals, and it's made its way into, I think, every book I've ever written or, or had a part of. And that is that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust, right? And there, there's simply no faster, more powerful, more effective way to elicit those feelings toward you from others than by genuinely and authentically moving from that I focus or me focus to that other focus, looking to make your win all about their win. I love that you use the words genuine and authentic as well, simply because I think that it's really difficult if your heart is not in the right place. I believe that, um, you know, again, with this perception that I think today's consumers have uh, in that it, it, we know what your intention is. Um, so if there's a misalignment with the words and your intention, I'm pretty sure most people are going to be able to pick that up pretty quickly. Folks are pretty uh, much smarter than many marketers, unfortunately, give them credit uh, for. Uh, and so I think that it's really important that, you know, if 
how do we make that transformation? It, let's say that it's someone who's, you know, they're a leader, they're struggling to make payroll, they really need to get sales done. They're still kind of on the front lines of that, those conversations. They, they got to get rid of that sales breath. Uh, they got to get rid of that desperation and they really have to change their heart. Now, naturally, I believe that, that sales is a natural outcome of, you know, truly leading with service, you know, as you teach, but what do you do if someone's like, I'm not sure I have enough time for that. Like I'm really right. stressed out financially. I got to no. I got to meet a, have a quota or something like that. What do we do in that situation? Yeah. I, I think in a sense that the question is, you know, yeah, this go-giver stuff is fine for like when I don't, you know, this focus on others for when I already have the money and I don't yeah. really need it, but I really <laughs> need the money right now. And there's a very false premise there. And that is that by focusing on yourself and the money, yeah, the other person's going to be more likely to buy from you, right? So, you know, I always say, you know, let, let's do a thought experiment with this, right? And, and I'm the salesperson and you're the prospect and I'm about to, you know, do it. We're going to do a presentation. We're in a, a sales conversation. And um, I just, you know, I really need the money, Josh. So I am going to focus <laughs> on getting that money making that sale happen, closing that sale. Okay. Forget about this go-giver stuff for right now. Okay. I need the money. So, so, you know, we meet and yeah, I ask you some, some questions, but I'm not really totally listening to get your essence and understand. I'm kind mm -hmm. of listening just to be able to have that ammunition so I can sharp angle you into a close later. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you have an objection or a question, yeah, I use my standard canned responses, but I'm a little defensive about it because this objection of yours, Josh, is standing in the way of my money that I need mm -hmm. right now. And I'm closing a little too often. And I have that commission breath that you were talking about. And at the end of the conversation, when I asked for the order, I would ask the question, are you more likely or less likely to want to buy from me right now? And I, and I think most people would say less, right? So, so now let's say I'm the same person. Again, I, I really need the money. And what I'm going to do is I'm not going to deny myself interest because that would be denying human nature first, because we're all self-interested. Okay. That there's nothing wrong with that. That just, it, it just how it is. Um, so I'm not going to deny it, but I'm going to put it to the side. I'm going to temporarily suspend my self-interest. Just as when we go to a movie, we temporarily suspend our disbelief, right? So we can make believe that the, ever, the people on the screen are real, right? We can, I'm going to suspend my, my self-interest and I am going to place my focus on you. And so I'm going to ask you questions, discovery questions, really looking to discover what's going on in your mind, where your, your challenges are, what you're needing, what you can make the best use of this for, what you want, what you desire. And I'm going to dig deep and I'm not going to assume that I know what, your, what you mean just because you say it, because I realize we come from two different sets of beliefs and ways of seeing the world. So I'm going to make sure I'm going to ask you questions tactfully and diplomatically till I understand your needs, wants, and desires. When you have an objection, I'm going to welcome it. And I'm going to thank you for it. And I'm going to assure you it's a great question and that we need to make sure that you feel comfortable with the process if we're going to, you know, either work together or whatever it happens to be. And I'm not going to just answer the objection itself. We're going to dig deep together and look at to the root of this objection. 
right? Not just the symptom, but we're going to look at the root and we're going to work together in order to advance the process. By the time, only when I know, by the way, totally what you need, want, and desire, am I going to then connect the benefits of what I can offer with those needs, wants, and desires? And then by the time at the end, I ask you to take action, I'm simply asking you to take action on something you've already told me that you want to do. Are you less likely or more likely to want to do business with me right now? Right. And I I think most people would say more likely. So the go giver way of doing it is not some self-sacrificial, you know, martyrish type of thing. Absolutely not. It happens to be first the, 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 the quickest way if you want to do it, but also the most sustainable. Right. Bob, obviously, you know, if you're extolling the virtues of of being a giver and and you want to lead with generosity in your relationships, um, one also does need to be very cognizant of their own focus. Right. So we don't want to be spending time uh, too much time. And how do we how do I ask this? Right. I I don't because I don't want to sound. you know, selfish, you know, with my time, because I love leading with generosity. But one thing I noticed that when I reached out to you, that you were very quick to, you know, establish boundaries and, you know, kind of a filter, right? And and that was kind of your, and I, I wonder, I would imagine that's incredibly intentional, because it's very easy, you know, once, especially once you do develop a position of leadership, or notoriety or influence, or that sort of thing, where people come out of the woodwork, they're absolutely, yeah, I mean, there's there's really limited options on how you can engage with them just because maybe perhaps the stage of business they're in or what they do or whatever, they're not necessarily going to be able to afford a, a higher ticket engagement. Um, but but how can we how can we route people efficiently, professionally, and and with um, you know wholesome intention? Um, you know, when we do get hit up, Hey, Bob, I'd love to grab an hour of your time for lunch and pick your brain. And, you know, it's just somebody that I don't know that that would be appropriate. (laughs) Josh, you know, you, you ask a great question and it's something that we're, we're often asked, you know, as a go-giver, does that mean you can't say no to anybody and you're at everyone's again, there's nothing self-sacrificial or martyrish about being a go-giver. It simply means you understand that, Focusing on that other person is first more fulfilling. It's congruent with your values and is highly profitable. Okay, so it's it's important to understand what a go giver is and what it isn't. Uh, you know, so as a go giver, does that mean just giving stuff away and not making mm-hmm. a profit? No, go givers <laughs> tend to make a very good profit. We mm-hmm. tend to be at the higher end of the price scale because we're selling on high value, not low price. So let's go back to. Uh, you know, the this, this situation that you've got to be able to, and, and again, as, as you said, you know, once you start, uh, again, applying these principles, you're in demand, you know, uh, and, and you become very successful. I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about anybody who, who just, you know, like any any one who achieves is going to then be in demand for a whole lot of their time. And we don't have unlimited time. We just don't. It's, it's not a, a it's not a, a truth, okay, to, to say we do. So we've got to be able to say no. However, we make sure that we say no in a way that's tactful, that's kind, that's respectful, that honors that other person's humanity, okay? And that's the key. It's very important to have those those boundaries that you set and to know what they are in advance. 
so that you're, you, you know, you're not fooled by questions. You know, it's a, you're not taken by surprise, I should say, by questions. And you kind of know how you're going to respond, not react, but be able to respond. And so, yeah, that's, that's very, very important. Um, and, and you need to get good at it because, you know, you, uh, otherwise you find yourself being really taken off course and not having the proper amount of time and energy to do the things that you need to be doing to serve the people you need to be serving. Yeah. One issue I think that comes up frequently for those in sales is uh, particularly when they're selling higher ticket B2B, I see this quite a lot, where they may have a conversation with someone, it's going well, like there's great, you know, great, great conversation going back and forth. And then the other person says, yeah, that sounds really great. Uh, And there's, there's, intent, right? There, there's, um, the, the buying signals are definitely out there. They say, great. And then, uh, then they part ways, uh, and then the buyer gets busy and all of a sudden they're having to put out fires. I see this scenario a lot where they said they were loving it. They were totally into it. They were going to buy. And now I'm being ghosted. Ghosted, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what is, uh, what would you recommend in that? Like, is there, is there something we could be doing a little bit more preventatively to kind of help with that? Or is this a symptom of, is this a symptom of something that maybe we've done that's a little suboptimal? Or is this uh, maybe something, you know, in the activity uh, following that, 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 that we could be doing a little bit more efficiently? Well, there are, there are two different areas with this, and, and you actually brought them up within the questions. It was, it was very insightful. One is, is this happening because they really weren't sold on the idea? Okay, that, that's, a, that's a whole different thing than someone just getting busy. So the first is, you know, being able to, to know or at least have a good idea as to whether they are truly interested and into this, right? Uh, and at that point, when we set and we never want to leave a conversation without setting up that next appointment, right? If we mm-hmm. if we don't do that, we're in big trouble. Uh, so we want to have then if they, you know, obviously, if an appointment is set up, they have some interest. Uh, if for whatever reason they get busy and can't, can't take a call, then we pursue and with their admin in order to, you know, to get them back. And they will if there's interest. But if not, uh, you know, if there was not interest in the first place and you leave the conversation saying, okay, and, you know, and the person says, well, I'm going to take a look at it, discuss this with the other people and uh, let's, you know, let's reconnect in a couple of weeks. Well, you know, if there's not a set appointment, set time, there's a a chance that, yeah, the ghosting is going to happen. And then sometimes, as you say, people just do get busy. And then it's a matter of polite persistence. It's a matter of keeping in touch with them and keeping information, value-added, value-based information so that, yes, they're continuing to see you, but it's not in a pain-in-the-neck type of way. And yeah. they don't, you know, get annoyed. And then when the time is right for it to happen, it's going to happen. So, so the first thing is I think we got to go back to, did they see sufficient value in your presentation or, you know, in the product or service uh, to you know, to want to, to want to continue the conversation. Bob, your website is thegogiver.com, where you could see, uh, of course, all four big, all four books, The Go-Giver, Go-Giver Sell More, The Go-Giver Leader, and The Go-Giver Influencer. Uh, I'm going to have David, uh, John David Mann on to talk about The Go-Giver Marriage as yeah. well. 
But at thegogiver.com, when somebody goes there and, and they say, great, uh, I'm in, uh, and uh, look, I'm going to read the book, but what are some other ways that, that you would recommend that, that folks can engage with you that is, that is truly going to be impactful if they say, look, I, I need to make a serious course correction either for myself or for my team, we're in. Uh, how could they make more rapid change with you? Yeah, the go- so thegogiver.com is the book website. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, you mentioned John and and John, actually, there's, there's four books on the Go-Giver series. However, John and Anna, his his wife, just wrote a, fi- a fifth book called The Go-Giver Marriage. So yeah, um, and y- you can find all those there. Um, I would suggest people go to, to two different sites. It would be Berg, B-U-R-G.com. That's actually my, my site. And then the other one would be the go-giver community.com. And this is a very special community that my business partner, Kathy Tajanel and I have set up uh, for people who really want to live their life, conduct business, the go-giver way, which, you know, begins with the focus being on the exceptional value you're providing others in the community and the willingness to receive in great abundance as well. And we are very excited about this. It's growing really fast and, and people are just loving it. For our podcast listener, when you click on the little information icon, when you click on the show notes, you'll find links to each thegogiver.com, berg.com, and thegogivercommunity.com. Bob Berg, thank you so much for the great work that you've done for so many years. I really appreciate your thought leadership. Thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation. I love your work. I recommend your books every single day uh, that that I engage with high level leaders and and people are responsible for growth in their companies because it absolutely works. Your work has completely transformed and changed my life. And Bob, I'm so grateful for the impact that you have in the world. Josh, I can't even express my gratitude for that and the honor I feel by your saying that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, 
That's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.